All right, and welcome to the Recovery Revolution live stream today. And happy Thursday, everybody. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts for the show today. And we are being joined by Brett Morris and Ashley Grimes. Say hello to our lovely fans on the live stream today. Along with Ashley, hello, everybody. And we have a tremendous show lined up for you guys today. And we're so happy to be here today. And it's Thursday, and my day was wonderful today, guys. How was your day today? Uh, not too bad, man. I'm getting over a little bit of a stomach bug of some sort. So kind of a chill, chill day for me. I was off work, so nothing too crazy. Okay. All right. You feeling better yeah. now? Yeah, I feel pretty good. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And Ashley and I, we had a lovely conversation on my drive into work today. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you, Ashley, for keeping me company on the way into work. No and problem to get your car fixed with the parking situation. Yes, I did. Actually, I stole my boss's parking spot. And as we were on the phone, she drove by. And I couldn't make out what she was saying to me because her windows were up. But I could definitely tell that she was like, why are you parking in my spot? I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. But um, yeah, so I, I quickly moved. <laughs> but we nice, our, our nice. parking is so hard because we, we work in a residential neighborhood. And so the parking is, is tricky sometimes. And so it's, um, yeah. Sometimes we have to park like a block away and it's like a really sketchy neighborhood too. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you get scared in a sketchy neighborhood? Who, me? No. Yeah. Who, bougie? Oh. Yeah, bougie over here, bougie. No, I only, I only get scared when I have to go to the gym late at night to go tanning. Well, you yeah. said you didn't want to park far away because it was a sketchy neighborhood. So I was just trying to figure out. Yeah, no. Well, we have we have a lot of cameras that face our cars and stuff and like watch because it is like South Vallejo and and um, that is definitely like it's it's there's gunshots usually that ring out at least a few times a week in our neighborhood. So, yeah, we're, we're right in the midst of of real, real recovery and real treatment of people with addiction in South Vallejo. So, yeah. And Brett, you're feeling better, huh? You're, you're over your little yeah, stomach feeling thing? a little better. Okay, I got, uh, cool, got my Gatorade. I'm ready to go, man. Nice, nice. Your Pedialyte? Did you did you drink any Pedialyte? Uh, no, I'm not a big Pedialyte guy. Okay, yeah, that's that's what my doctor always makes me drink is Pedialyte, but it's so salty, man. I don't like it. Yeah, got a bougie doctor. I I do. I do have a bougie doctor, and he keeps Perrier in the uh, refrigerator for me on the occasion that I might pop into uh, to say hi to him. So guys, he makes you feel special. He does. He does. But you need to feel special when you go to the doctor because, you know, we're they're charging the insurance company a lot of money, so they need to make us feel bougie and special. I think. I think I just need to go and then get out. Like. <laughs> yeah. Very true. And I want to have a visit. Well, I guess yeah. you do want to visit, but you just want a quick visit, not a yeah, yeah, like a drink and. Yeah, just just visiting this time. You don't need to do a full exam. Um, what's up, recovery friend? Uh, Tony, welcome, welcome everybody. I hope that you got your merchandise. Uh, I don't know if, if I actually haven't checked on that, um, Tony, but uh, let us know if, if you have any problems receiving the merchandise that you uh, picked up on our last raffle. 
And uh, today, guys, we have a great show lined up for you. So we're going to have um, a contest that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing an announcement for that. And then we have Donald McDonald on, and we're going to do his introduction here in a minute. And we're going to be doing a book giveaway, and then we have some announcements to make. And if you guys are on YouTube, please, please, please hit that subscribe button. Our subscriber count continues to rise, and um, it helps everybody find our podcast and our stream here. And we definitely appreciate all of you guys coming on tonight and taking the time to spend the evening with us. Um, you know, we, we love doing this show, so uh, thank you, everybody, for coming on. So, uh, Brett, do you want to jump into um, our first announcement of the day? I would love to do the first announcement. So, we are doing a t-shirt design contest. Is that the announcement that you were referring to, or did that I jump be. the gun? Nope, you're okay, good. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes. So, we're going to bring David on here in just a second to tell us a little bit more about it, but we're going to be doing a t-shirt design contest, and the... Uh, the spot to enter your designs has been pinned to the top of the Facebook page. So if you would like to enter that contest, it's going to be right there at the very top. It'll be really easy to find. And um, I think we should just bring David on and let him tell us more about it. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you bring him in and then uh, David can Let's walk us through what this is going to look like. And Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, so David Barnes, owner of Broken Chains Apparel. Um Brett and JR and I talked, uh, God, I don't know, Brett, what was it, a month or two ago? Um, we actually talked about doing this. And, you know, the idea is there, there's a lot of people in recovery who are, are, who are fantastic artists, um, you know, and we just want to get, you know, our viewers, our, our customers, things like that, you know, involved. Um, so we, we decided to do this contest. And what we want to do is, you know, it doesn't have to be artistic. It can be just, you know, uh, you know, uh, a slogan or, you know, just a phrase, or it can be some really cool artwork, um, to, to go on a shirt that has to do with recovery. Um, so what we're going to do is, um, Brett pin the, the place to submit to, um, and we're going to run it for 30 days. Um, and then what will happen is the winner will get, a t-shirt with their design on it. And then we're going to list it on our, our webpage, um, our social media accounts, um, list them as the artist. Um, and then I, I was also thinking if you have other artwork out there, you have in the product description on my website, you know, I would put a link to link to your, maybe, I don't know, your Instagram account or wherever you might have your artwork. Um, and, also give away a, a $25 Amazon gift card as well. So, um, you know, a lot of great artists out there and we just want to kind of get you guys involved in, in some of it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And then kind of as a side note, even if you aren't submitting art to the contest, there's, there's still a feature where you can click that link and you can vote on which ones your favorite designs are. So you can go on there and vote. So even if you're Very not cool. going to put one in there, go ahead and, uh, and jump on there and vote once we get a few people that have submitted some designs. That's awesome. Yeah. Very and that's, cool. that's really cool, man, because, uh, you know, like you said, um, David, there are so many good artists in the recovery community and to be able to showcase their art and to be able to take it and put it onto something that is going to have 
meaning and value to somebody that might be struggling or, you know, even maybe if it's a phrase that, that somebody has and then we can, you know, you can team up with another artist to give more of a story around that phrase because a lot of times words speak to us, but if we can tie those words into art as well, now we're telling that complete story to people and we're able to really reach somebody and really touch inside of their soul. And that's what recovery art and recovery um, active wear and, and stuff like that is able to do for people that are in, in our programs. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Partner up, um, you know, and, and just kind of, you know, just try and knock it out the park, man. You know, we want to see some really cool designs and, and honestly, you know, we'll probably even share a lot of the designs. I, I will on, on my social media pages, um, you know, broken chains apparel. So, um, you know, just get them in there. We're going to run it for 30 days, go in, vote for the ones that you see that you like. And, you know, we'll go from there. That's great, man. That's great. So, and so they'll, they'll be submitting everything over to your company and then you guys are going to decide which one, is it just one that you're picking or are you picking um, uh, a couple of them or what's, what's the thought process behind that? Well, you know, originally it was one, but now that you say that, um, I don't know, maybe we can do two or three. Uh, let's, yeah. let's see how many submissions we get, right? Okay. We can uh, go from there. But, I, you know, I'm glad you said that because, you know, there, there, there may be several that are really good and we have a hard time deciding yeah. who the winner is, right? Maybe there's yeah. some ties. So. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm going to throw another curveball at you, David. My mind is going sure. with this now. You know, okay. this might even be a fun thing to do annually that we can run on on the Recovery Revolution Live. And now we can have an annual contest where people send it in. Yeah. And that, start, that will be a collector shirt. So, you know, maybe in your designs, if you want to include the year 2022. Um, yeah, you know, I love it. Somewhere in the design. And then that way, you know, your design is going to be stamped for this year's uh, winner. And then next year when we do the contest. Uh, you know, we can get a whole new design and a whole new feel for it. So, yeah, yeah love it. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I'm excited, brother. I'm not an artist, but I want to see what they I mean, do. I'm not either. <laughs> not by any means. Yeah. Um, you know, a- any artwork that's on there, I, you know, I, I've paid a professional to design. Yeah. I had the idea, the thought process, and they just they put it together for me. Um, now, as far sure. as phrases, the phrases, you know, I've come up with those, but. Um, you know, and some of them are just popular, popular phrases. Right. Um, yeah. and we just got it on a shirt, um, or hoodie, whatever. So, yeah, well, that's great. So, so again, guys, if, if you're an artist out there and maybe you're catching the show after the live stream, uh, we get a lot of, uh, people that will catch our show after the live stream. Oh, we got Jeff on the show. Ah, Jeff, ah. how are you doing, sir? Good to see you as always. Um, we got the information up here. Oh, right through that other one up there. Sorry, Jeff. Um, So if you guys want to uh, go and um, sign up for it. Sorry. (laughs) Good job, Carl. Um, Brett and I both have controls over the uh, over. We both are clicking the same button at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) Good job. Um, So if you guys would like to enter the design contest and submit a T-shirt design, um, feel free to do so. Um, All submissions are welcome. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, who the uh, some of the artwork that's going to be up there and then uh, who the winner is going to be. So uh, yeah. very excited to see that, David. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I can't wait. 
All right, brother. Well, it's good to have you on, man. And you have always been a supporter of the show, and, and I definitely want to thank you for um, supporting the show and sending over your merchandise yeah. and doing the sponsorships of the show and everything, man. Sure. We really appreciate that. And uh, I know that our viewers love getting the Broken Chains apparel in the mail, uh, and Brett is sporting his Broken Chains apparel. I got to yeah. get me a T-shirt, man. I don't have a Broken Chains Step up your we'll game, see. man. Know, we'll, see what we, we'll see what we can do, Carl. We'll see All what right, we can brother. do. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you send me one of yours, I'll send you one of mine. Sounds good. Hey, I appreciate yeah. you guys having me on here and allowing me to, to announce the contest. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll have you back on as the contest is rolling out, and maybe we can uh, do uh, show some of the submissions. And yeah. uh, then, you know, later on when you're ready to do the announcement for the winner, we'll bring you back on and we can uh, make a big thing of it, man. Sounds great, man. Yeah. Cool, David. Well, thank you very much for being on the show today, brother. Thank you. All right. Y'all so. have a great night. Okay, you too. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, guys. So we have uh, we have a really special guest coming in today. Brett, do we have any announcements that we want to um, do before we have our guest come on to the stream? Um, that I'm not 100% sure on because I know we had a few different announcements and some dates have changed, so I don't know the exact announcements. Okay. Do we want to announce tonight's giveaway so people can start entering that yeah, contest? Let's, let's, go ahead and do the, let's go ahead okay. and announce the giveaway. So that we can start doing that. That would be oh, awesome. We are going to be giving away this lovely Recovery Revolution shirt from doingitsober.com. If you want nice. to enter for your chance to win this shirt, all you have to do is comment hashtag doingitsober in the comments and you will automatically be entered for your chance to win. Nice. Uh, as always, we have the option where you guys can send us a voice message for the show. So if you want to do that, you can go to speak two dot us slash rrl to leave a voice message and of course those links will be in the description and the show notes later on after we uh get off the air so if you want a little clickable yeah. link those will be there and um i think i think carl already hit it but if you're on the youtube channel go ahead and hit that subscribe button for us so you can get Absolutely. all the notifications and stuff when we have new live videos coming out and yeah. we also have recently started a TikTok and Instagram accounts where we've been posting little clips from the mm -hmm. weekly live. So that's been a lot of fun. So be sure to check those out as well. Both of those are under, <clears throat> excuse me, are under Recovery Revolution Live. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for those, Brett. Um, so like Brett said, you know, we have our new channels going up and we are uh, trying to post content up there, snippets of the show. Uh, funny outtakes. We always have a, a, a good set of outtakes uh, throughout the show. So uh, Brett does a wonderful job of, of putting some of those uh, screenshots together for you guys in little short videos. Um, so uh, definitely check out those platforms. And while you're on the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button and also hit the bell so that you get the notifications every time that we have a new show that's posting in case you uh, miss the live show. So, Brett, are we ready to bring in uh, our, our guest for the day? I think so, man. He's been waiting in the green room long enough. All right. Why don't you bring him in, and I'm going to read uh, the intro that we did for him. So, guys, uh, please give a warm welcome to David McDonald, who is a person thriving in recovery um, from severe <laughs> mental and substance use disorders since 2004. Or, excuse me, Donald's background. <laughs> oh, There yes. we go. I had one job. Brett hit the button. I had one job. I had You're at negative one. one. Job, <laughs> negative one. 
Donald, don't worry. I'm going to refer to you as David for the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> and I can't even name. see you guys because I'm reading on my on my screen here. Okay, so let's get back to it. Donald's um, background includes being a consumer of behavioral health services, a partner of treatment and recovery support services in multiple settings, health policy advocate, and recovery community leader. Previously, Donald served as the National Field Director of Faces and Faces and Voices of Recovery and the Executive Director of Addiction Professionals in North Carolina and the Director of Advocacy and Education at Recovery Communities in North Carolina. His current role is Technical Expert Lead at JBS International, where he provides training and technical assistance to RHRSA Fund Rural uh, across the, oops, now we're on to the second page here, um, <laughs> country as they build up capacity. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, let him tell us about it. To the overdose crisis <laughs> pandemic. Donald is a war veteran and former preschool teacher. Donald, you're going to have to work with me on my <laughs> comprehension here. He is a uh, husband, father, grandfather, and social worker. Whoop, whoop. And a licensed clinical addiction specialist, LCAS, and recovery coach, RCP, and holds a Bachelor of Education in the North Carolina State University Masters of Social Work from Chapel Hill. Donald is a proud recipient of the NCADD Bronze Key Award and the North Carolina Dogwood Award. He is the producer and host of the YouTube video podcast, No Thanks But Yes, featuring chill conversations with people who overcome chronic substance relationships. So Donald, uh, welcome to the show as I totally butchered my reading. I had one job and um, <laughs> maybe I'm not gonna have that job after this show, but uh, definitely welcome to the show. And uh, that's, you know, that's just part of the fun of doing all, everything live, man. I have not <laughs> done live uh, shows and uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready for that. I, on my show, we, we talk for like 30 minutes. I make it a tight 20 and, and yeah. send it out. This, this is mortifying. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's, it's yellow brave. And yeah. I took my glasses off and it was like nice and large text, but it was slightly fuzzy. And I was like, Oh, I'll take my glasses off and this is going to make it so much better. And um, yeah, it, it made everything smaller and then my eyes had to adjust. So, uh, yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> oh, when i had to do it for someone um for a conference that was taped i got they had to tape me like four times so don't feel bad we're not okay, giving you a hard time oh, we're, we're identifying that we do the same yeah. thing and we know how mortifying it is so we're laughing yes. but we're just we're trying to make it normal because it really is normal yes so, yeah yes yes well, it, yeah, no, it's, it's always fun. It, did, did you guys ever like, so, cause I, I do 12 step and, um, I always like feared the big readings in, <laughs> oh, in the meeting yeah. and like my sponsor would be like, Oh, here, read this. And I'm like, Oh man, screw Anim you, dude. Anonymity. 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 Confession. Is key for the first like two or three months that I went to meetings, I would intentionally, I would be there on time and I would sit in my car and wait like 10 minutes so that I wouldn't be handed yeah. one of the long readings. That's, that's <laughs> smart. Resourceful. Brett, that's, I'm, I'm so glad that you've gotten past that. No, I'll, I'll read anything <laughs> in front of anybody, but yeah, right. Not in the beginning. Yeah, now, now it doesn't scare me. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Yes. Heather, poor Carl. Thank you very much, Heather. I appreciate that. Um, 
Yeah, definitely <laughs> support there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, but you know, guys, that just goes to show you, this is all part of recovery, right? This is even the times that we stumble and you know, like that probably would have thrown my whole day into like a spiral before coming into a recovery program. So what about you, Donald? Do you ever struggle with things like that where like, you know, you're, you're on the spot and like, you're just absolutely like, kind of fumbles. Oh, absolutely. But just as you said, um, one of the gifts of recovery is uh, our capacity to roll with those uh, with those things and stuff. Yeah. And they're not big deals. They're just not big deals, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the whole gift around the mindset that we get to put ourselves in, and the capability of looking at things in a completely different manner. Now that we have some serenity and we have a a better mindset about things, so. Well, uh, Donald, you have a large list of achievements, accomplishments, um, uh, credentials, and uh, also saw down there that you were a war veteran. So thank you very much for your service. Thank you. Thank we you. I'm, I'm, I'm not a combat veteran, but okay. I did, I did serve during, during war and, uh, safely away from the sandbox, providing uh, naval intelligence, uh, tactical uh -huh. advisories to combat elements. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that sounds uh, that sounds impressive just it by fun. itself. <laughs> yeah, I was in active uh, alcohol use disorder at the time too, so it okay. was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it just makes everything <laughs> so much better. Um, <laughs> um, well, that's really interesting. You know, my my grandfather was a naval intelligence officer during World War II, and mm -hmm. so wow. we uh, were able to. We have. Uh, I don't know, maybe three or four of these canvas bags that have all of his um, photos from the war. So cool. And <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see because it's like he would go up and do aerial like ship movements. And then we have uh, the invasion of Normandy from the air. Um, there's a, a, a large, um, well, there's a photo of the Bismarck being um, blown up. Uh, it's very far away. But uh, on the back, it's, you know, that was deemed to be the Bismarck explosion. And so, wow. um, yeah, really, really uh, interesting history uh, within that. And I'm yeah. sure that you probably um, got to see a lot of interesting history unfold. Yeah, I mean, not World War II level right. interesting. Those were exciting times for intelligence when we mm -hmm. really started getting into cracking codes. No, I was... Uh, I got to see the fall of the uh, of the Soviet Union. Wow. Uh, we helped end the Cold War and you know which apparently is getting a bit chilly again now. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, De Desert Operation Desert Storm uh, okay. as well. We had not been at war for a very very long time, so mm. articles were getting posted saying what what is what what is war like and and then who knew we would be at war for 20 years in, yeah. in this particular century. Yeah. With, with I think three or four different um, operations going on within that period in the same yeah. region, and yeah. still happening today. I mean, we still have have uh, some forces over there. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, so definitely, if you guys have anybody that's over uh, doing uh, serving their uh, our country or doing service of any sort, um, you know, take the time to thank them if you see them, because uh, definitely, uh, thank you, uh, Donald. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, brother. You're welcome. And uh, I won't give you any grief for being in the Navy. I promise. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, not <laughs> a problem. So, 
I, ser- I served in the Marine Corps, so. Oh, right on. But, yeah, but we appreciate the ride. So thank you very much. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I served with uh, served with Marines, served, yes. served under several gunny sergeants. Oh, Part of my yes. story is is the pride that my first gunny sergeant showed in my capacity to hold alcohol. It was um, it was a big deal. It was my first duty station, and he uh-huh. said, "Damn, McDonald, you can hold your liquor." <laughs> I felt I felt that dad love, man. It right? was awesome. Yeah, yeah, especially coming from a gunny, you're like, "Oh, gunny, that, that just means the world to me, man." <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times, brother. Good time. So, Donald, tell us, um, tell us how how you came into. Uh, you said that you were drinking while you were in the service, and tell us a little bit about what that experience was like for you, and then how you kind of pulled yourself out of it. Oh, you bet. Um, so. I began using alcohol and drugs at an extremely young age uh, it, as a result of childhood trauma, co-occurring mental disorders, living in a culture that celebrated alcohol and other drugs in a household that uh, normalized uh, alcohol and drug use. And, and that's just how my very young childhood was. So I, I struggled with alcohol and drugs uh, for many years. Actually, they served me well in, in, in balming my emotional and, and uh, physical pain and in helping me cope and escape. But uh, it was really joining the service when I discovered that um, this relationship with substances was no longer, um, it didn't work anymore because I, I, I was honorably serving. I was really good at my job. I was making rank, but, uh, you know, showing up late for work and showing up hungover and stuff like that. It's just not, uh, it's just not uh, manageable. And, uh, so they gave me a treatment event in the Navy and, uh, it was very much one of those 1980s, very much uh, 12 step focused, singular focus without, uh, being trauma informed or, uh, savvy to co-occurring mental disorders or anything, but it, it stuck. It stuck for a good three years, you know, because I had a very structured environment I was living in. I was good at my job, purposeful job. I had a partner that uh, was supportive of my sober lifestyle. But then, um, you know, uh, Got a divorce, got stationed overseas, taken away from my uh, supportive environment, and uh, war broke out, and uh, stress, trauma, dislocation, isolation, funky purpose, experienced a return to use, and uh, they, uh, they just asked me to go home. They gave me an honorable discharge, thanked me for my service, and, but asked me not to stick around. So that's when I came back to Raleigh, North Carolina. All right. And, and have you called uh, Riley, North Carolina, your home since? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was raised in Asheville, North Carolina, which is in the mountains and escaped from there to join the service. Touched down here uh, after getting out of the service in Raleigh. Did not intend to stay at all, man. It was like I was flipping a coin. Am I going to L.A. or New York City, L.A. or yeah. New York City? But I ended up just establishing roots here in Raleigh. And I have been here uh, with, with my beloved uh, wife now of, of, uh, nearly 30 years, uh, wow. four children, couple grandchildren got sober here, got into, uh, uh, the profession here, got into advocacy at my municipal and state level. And, uh, 
have a home here. I've been in for over 25 years. This house here was my daughter's bedroom. Now my office. Wow. That's great. Man. <laughs> Pretty and, good. You know, and, and I'm looking behind you and, and it looks like you're really into music as well. Um, you have an, you have a bass over there. Uh, and um, you also have a Sousa or not a sousaphone, um, a trumpet um, behind you. So, uh, so it seems to me like maybe you enjoy some jazz. Oh yeah, man. I, um, I'm, I'm a musician. I played in a number of ska bands. Nice. Connectivity issues now and then. Yeah. yeah. Re reggae bands, ska bands, jazz, funk, and, uh, Dread 34, Blue Marble Beat, uh, Zen Groove, Funkestra. And okay. so my my podcast actually the um, the theme music for it is one of one of our songs from a band nice. I was in called Zen Groove Arquest. Nice, nice. Yeah, right on. But I don't yeah, play the right. bass. I know how to tune yeah. it. That's it. Okay. That was my daughter's bass. I'm a horn player. That's my flugelhorn back okay. there. Okay. Yeah, your flugelhorn. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. So yeah, I'm a, I'm also a, a horn player. So oh no um, shit. I did uh, did uh, some big band and jazz band throughout college and high school and. I uh, even was in a steel drum band for a little while in uh, college. And I did the uh, the bass drums, and and we it was cool because we had to get this huge truck to take them to a gig, and they were like oil drums, basically upright oil drums that we'd set on blocks, and we had six of them, and each drum you had three notes, so it was, uh, it was uh, uh, one note that was on either octave, and then the third um, octave on on that drum. And so we would play and stuff and man, That's it was so cool. cool. But it you is know, cool. what kind of horn do you play? I play a, a bass trombone and a trombone. So I have a, a, a Getson wow. uh, bass trombone and, and yeah. uh, played, you know, throughout high school. And I was the, the, the principal bass trombone player for the Solano <laughs> County uh, uh, high school bands. And man, that was really cool. Cause I got to teach people how to play at the end of my, my senior year and one oh. of my students made last chair in the trombone section and I made first chair in the bass trombone section. And so he and I made the honor band and we got to sit next to each other. So, Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, man. I but, love the trombone. Love the yeah. trombone. I love trombone shorty. Uh, yes. he, yeah. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. Awesome. You know, you'll have to come out to California. we got the uh, Mendocino music festival every year. No one's coming to California. Man. And uh, the, it's amazing. Man. Well, we'll get you some information on that. Yeah. And, and I'm planning, hopefully, on coming to the Mendocino area, actually, hopefully okay. within the next uh, two years. I, I'm yeah. working with a community there that is responding to the overdose crisis. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, you and I should definitely uh, link up. I'm not too far from Mendocino. Sure. Yeah. I'm in Northern California. So okay. that would be really cool, man. That's a pretty so, rural area. Uh, oh, yeah. Mendocino is. It's the pot capital of California. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like cannabis central up there. Oh, okay. but, um, yeah. But it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful up there. The redwoods and, yeah. and everything. Ashley, were you saying something about not wanting to come to California? <laughs> this thing, because, you know, I live in Florida and he lives in California. So it's like oh. the, the battle of the, well, there's a lot of battles between the two states, but we'll just go with the Battle of the Beaches. I live in Daytona. And... Ooh, clever. Oh, yeah. That is really hard to be, Daytona Beach. Now, Northern California does have different type of beaches. Um, wow, that, that almost sounds really bad. Um, so our beaches are colder, so you have to usually wear a wetsuit to go into the beaches. 
Um, but you know, uh, you have Monterey County, which has beautiful beaches down there. And, um, but then you get down to Southern California and that's more like, um, you know, the Atlantic ocean, when you go down into Florida and stuff, the, the water temperature is around the same. So. Yeah. I think if I go on vacation, I'm going somewhere there's not beaches just cause I mean, it's pretty, but when you see it all the time, you kind of get like yeah. immune to it. I need mountains and somewhere my cell phone doesn't work. Okay, you could go visit Brett in Texas. That kind of meets all the criteria hey, that you just Our cell phones work here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, Texas is traumatic for me. I lived there for five years. Oh, okay, well, not Texas. How about we send you to, oh, how about you go to Seattle? Oh, nice. Yeah, Seattle's, Seattle's pretty. beautiful. Yeah, that's where Recovery Cafe is. You sh should check yeah. it out. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah What's definitely. Recovery Cafe? Tell me about this. Oh, Recovery Cafe is a model of a recovery community organization. It's just uh, um, where people can come if, if you're in recovery for one day and, and uh, get connection with, with your fellows, get good coffee, take some classes, uh, seek some positions of responsibility and stewardship within it, access resources, it's uh, just a splendid model for, for recovery coaching and community-based recovery support services, wow. recovery cafe. And actually they're starting amazing. one at the drive-in church here. And um, the recovery community organization that I'm a part of is partnering, but it hasn't started yet. So, you know, but we're talking about matching funds because there's a scholarship or a grant. Um, now that you said, I just thought that was like the name of what the program they're doing. I didn't really realize it was. Right. Well, they, they, it's, it's not a trademark name. So what you have is a lot of people across the country that might be calling themselves a recovery cafe, which is fine, you know, coffee and recovery and connection, mm -hmm. but it, it is, uh, is a very specific model uh, that began in Washington and has spread throughout the country. Yeah. That's really very awesome. cool. I think, you know, um, now that you mentioned that Donald, um, I think that JR should do a retreat for the staff at the recovery <laughs> revolution too. Washington JR and there we can be a, a stewards of the recovery revolution live show. We'll even do a live broadcast from there. Um, JR's given us a thumbs up. So that sounds like a plan. Thanks JR. Yeah. Is he? He's not even in here. No. <laughs> There's some great recovery voices there for, for yeah. you to talk to. Yes. <laughs> Is it kind of like going to mobilize? No. Oh, voices. Uh, just just some really amazing people in recovery that are uh, leading up a uh, recovery cafe that um, would, would be great guests on this show for sure. Yeah. Send them our way. <laughs> yeah, that's, that I sounds would, amazing. I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, they're the people that you meet in recovery. Like everyone says, you know, don't hang out with them. You know, it'll bring you down this path or it'll do this or, you know, some of the people in recovery are the people I trust the most. Like I would people that haven't like lived any of it or been in trouble or anything, you know, I would trust a lot of people in recovery a lot more than normal people. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, you know, I, th I think that there is uh, to what Ashley is saying. I think that it's that bond that we have th with other people that have gone through the same um, path and you know we're in we're all heading in the same direction the direction of staying sober 
and uh, you know, keeping ourselves with and amongst like people. So, uh, so that really makes sense to me, Ashley. Like I, you know, I, I trust, I'm fairly trusting in general. Um, but, but I would definitely trust somebody in long-term recovery. Um, probably a little bit faster than I might trust somebody outside of recovery, but, you know, but I've also seen people in long-term recovery who, you know, aren't that trustworthy either, but you know, it's that service component. I think the ones that are giving back that like we see every day, that's the yeah. difference. Yeah. And I, I look at it completely different. I'm like, with the people in recovery, like uh, we're all so different, but we can be ourselves. And that's what, like that to me, that's where I feel like I belong instead of like, nobody's just quite like me. So it's, I have to accept yeah. that. And so a place where other people accept that that's okay. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brett, I'm 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 slightly distracted by your background, brother. It's it's very <laughs> it's mesmerizing. I feel dude, I feel like I've walked into an L S D shop <laughs> and can you get some like some, do you remember those black light mushrooms that had the posters and stuff? If you like I don't oh, know of if course, everybody man. like the hate Nashberry, but they're like all over <laughs> down there. But like, I want to go get man. you one and like to put yeah. up like behind you. Is that a black light or is that just no. a blue LED light, man? I can I can change it to whatever color. Oh, you're you're fancy. Ashley, I'm trying to I'm trying to diversify the uh, the background because I haven't quite yeah. finished setting up this space yet, and I wanted okay. to. It's it's in the same condition as it was last week. Like I haven't unpacked a single box since oh, last okay. Thursday. So, you... um, so I just put some I just put some colored lights up. That's so cool, it looks man. Looks a little different. Yeah, Donald, you weren't here, but I was. I was giving him a hard time for, for his uh, his shelf <laughs> that he covered up. Um, oh, I'm gonna have my, to come over my there. My wife and... and I just. My wife and I just bought a house. <laughs> we just moved in. <laughs> Behind me, where these flags are hanging, there's a big shelf <laughs> that I have just a bunch of miscellaneous stuff on. Yes. And he was giving me a hard time, so I like two minutes before the show started, I grabbed a couple zip ties and like zip tied these flags over this oh, shelf. Very cool. Don't flags come in handy. Yeah. And Don't decorate. Yeah. There's possibilities. You can just think yeah, of all the dude. stuff you want to exactly. put on it, and then every time he tells you, you just haven't been able to decide what you want there. Exactly, right. dude. You should build a shelf like you put in your bedroom, man, because those shelves are really a nice cool. Shelf. Yeah, but I, yeah. I mean, like this one's huge. Well, I mean, just get a bigger piece of wood, brother. I don't have that kind of time, man. No, it's okay. I've got some wood here. I'll send it to you. Okay. Why don't you build him a shelf and send it to him? Just take care of the whole thing. I'm I'm not that handy. <laughs> well, I tried, Brett. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, she tried. tried. She tried. That's all good. <laughs> so, so Donald, are you are you uh, particularly handy around the house? And do do you consider yourself to be a well a Tim the Toolman Taylor? I I hung those shelves in that closet. Okay that has no door and i had a flag over it for a little while too that's why i'm laughing yeah. you know but then i was like you know what everything's folded and hung yeah. up and yeah. and i i screwed those in so i'm not particularly handy but i've been a homeowner for 25 years so okay lots of, I've, I've uh, replaced a lot of lights and yeah. fixed a couple dryers and but okay. no i'm not a handy fellow yeah i'm up here most of the time yeah i, I can relate to that Brett's Brett's my handyman. He just never over and does anything to my house. Thanks, Brett. Yeah, we're only Brett like twenty thinks. hours apart. Dude, you were you said you were gonna come to Black Bear Diner and then you ended up at the wrong one. So I don't that's on you. So Donald, I'm gonna put you on the spot since you know 
mobilize and you know i gotta do this so what's your favorite policy and what's your least favorite policy in the news either you know in your local area or you know for the united states yeah well my my favorite uh, policy-wise, is, is a national trend towards recognizing the value of the evidence-based public health interventions around harm reduction. So, uh, seeing uh, you know legislation both nationally and and states statutes supporting harm reduction outreach and services, and you know the American Rescue Plan funding for harm reduction services. That that's been some of my my favorite, and that's. You know, I, I've come to understand that greater as I've been working in training and technical assistance in response to the overdose crisis is we 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 need unrestrained uh, harm reduction uh, services. So, so the 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 body count is is staggering. Over one hundred and four thousand folks died of overdose between September twenty twenty September twenty twenty one. So we should not balk at any service that uh, that saves lives, whether it's targeted naloxone distribution or lowering the barriers to opioid agonist medications uh, as overdose prevention save lives. While concurrently, we build out, you know, social determinants of health for folks while we address inequity, while we um, transform drug policy, because drug policy is is one of the threats to people's uh, preservation of life uh, and uh, preservation of freedom. So uh, that's some of my favorite policies going on. Uh, least favorite is how quickly we're seeing some policymakers respond to the uh, um, har harm reduction um, uh, grant monies coming out of SAMHSA that it includes um, safe smoking kits and we're seeing uh, legislators like Rubio and Manchin come out with, yeah, but I mean, they, they had the wherewithal with such alacrity to write legislation saying, but no pipes. And, and, but we have these problems we've been dealing with for decades. Otherwise that they just seem to be so slow on responding to. So that that's it. I, I think we're seeing this kind of weird focus on um, pipes, stems, bubbles, and, and, I think it's 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 based in uh, implicit bias against uh, people who use drugs, against people of color. So that that's some of my least favorite trend going on right now. So they kind of go together. Well, we won't talk about where Rubio is from, but um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, you know, I think it's just they're using things that get headlines, and you know, it's. They're wanting to argue and some of that stuff. Um, I agree. I agree. I mean, with, you know, lock, naloxone, I've said this a million times. Is when I first got into recovery, I was against it because I thought it was allowing people to use. I thought I was giving them an excuse. But um, once I was educated about it and learned about it in different areas, it's just giving them an excuse to be alive tomorrow you know, it's, it's letting someone be here one more day so that maybe they find recovery tomorrow. It's not an, you're not condoning anything. You're not judging them. It's, there's just a lot of, you know, power and loving people. And indeed, indeed. Yeah. Many of us, uh, uh, carried, uh, biases 
against I, I too against harm reduction against opioid agonist medications we were socialized i think to to feel some kind of way about that but there comes a time where we have to take off that cultural hat of of our 12 step foundation and don our public health hat our health policy hat our drug policy hat and say we come from a culture that embraces certain ideals that uh, maybe ought not be the basis of full-scale policy for broad populations of people, you know? And so I was with you on that and I also experienced a transformation of, of, of um, being resistant to that, to becoming an activist for uh, the preservation of life and multiple pathways of recovery too. It, it was so exciting. Our RCO was at Stetson um, either yesterday or today. They, you know, their staff. So I'm just a volunteer. So during the day, but I was so proud to see that they were there. And then um, UCF gives um, naloxone to any student or staff with no question asked at their pharmacy, which, and it hasn't been broadcasted, you know, loudly, but I think it's amazing that they're doing that. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. You know, that that's an, that's an evidence-based strategy to save lives in the midst of one of the deadliest public health crises in global history is targeted naloxone distribution, but we're having difficulty getting it out on the street. We'll give it to treatment centers, eventually law enforcement and other first responders carry it, but man, it needs, it needs to be, it needs to be where people who use drugs, family members of people who use drugs, it needs to be out there. Many of the reversals are, are performed by people who use drugs and their loved ones. So, and the schools—that's the, the sad one to me. We had, you know, you know, a couple of weeks ago, several kids overdosed at school, and mm. you know, and the the you know, the school system came back and said, you know, we expel this. You know, kids need to know that they're that they're going to get expelled. Every kid knows if they get caught with drugs on campus you're going to be in trouble. Like, you know, instead, you know, it was more punishment instead of let's think about maybe if the first responders hadn't had naloxone, we wouldn't have some kids like, and we would have to be dealing with the grief of all the other children that had to witness it and lose their friends. Yes. Yes. We do need to overcome our bias against naloxone for sure. Get it everywhere. And opioid agonist medications like buprenorphine and, and, and methadone, we, we may have our biases against those. And they may be even based anecdotally on some personal experience that we may have. But broadly speaking, data support these as, as evidence-based uh, overdose prevention um, interventions. And, and we have to save lives before we can you know, promote whatever angle we may have on recovery, whether, you know, it's a spiritual awakening or whether it's full health and fitness or, or whether it's, you know, a religious conversion or, or whatever uh, that comes later. That comes when folks decide who their crew is going to be, what their journey is going to look like. But uh, if, if we put that before life-saving interventions, um, we've, we're missing, <laughs> we're missing out. We're, we're not, we lost our eye on the ball. You got to keep your eye on the ball. So I have a question for you on that note. This is a debate we've had between a few of us. I won't say who, but what do you feel about like 
silver bars and stuff like that where people, you know, mocks tails and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I support it. Um, one of the guests on, on my podcast, no thanks, but yes, is Chris Marshall, founder of Sans Bar, Sands Bar in Austin, Texas. And uh, I, I loved, I, I visited there recently and hung out. I think that folks in early recovery from alcohol use disorder, like anybody who is in recovery from anything, ought to be very mindful of triggering sights, mm -hmm. smells, flavors, what have you. I don't recommend maybe right out the gate if you're suffering from a severe alcohol use disorder that you start drinking. It's, it's, it's been a, a, a wonderful uh, bit of recreation for us. I'd love to see more of them. Me too. I think that people, you know, you meet other people that have the same, that want to hang out and have fun. And it's a, you know, there's that social aspect that people don't feel like they can go to clubs or yes. to like, or play pool or, and so I feel like it's almost a risk to take away that whole social thing from people more than it is to just replace it where they meet people that are like-minded and have the same goals instead of them just like white knuckling it at bars with their friends trying not to drink. Now they cool. go to a place where it doesn't, they don't sell alcohol, but still get to have those fun activities and connection. Right. But I, I think also what Donald was saying um, is super important to reiterate too, because, you know, people in early recovery or even in long-term recovery, if, if you're thinking about going to a sober bar where they might be serving mocktails and it could be very triggering for you, um, I know for myself, the bar scene is, is triggering in and of itself. Um, and you, I've heard the mocktails. I haven't tried a mocktail, but I wouldn't be... Like, I would try one because I, I feel that my recovery right now is, is really strong. But I would also be, like, on high alert with trying one and probably not go back and do that for a while just to make sure that there were, like, no repercussions of triggers that might come up for me or feelings that might come up for me uh, because it's those unknown triggers that we haven't been able to identify if we've been doing work on triggers. It's those those ones that we can't foresee are the most, I, I feel, are probably the most dangerous. And the ones that I've seen, uh, the clients that I've worked with in recovery and um, been counseling and stuff, you know, those are the ones that really are, mm. are harmful. So, Well, the, the great thing about mocktails is they don't necessarily have to be uh, de-spirited uh, liquors or beers um yeah. it, they're just interesting social beverages and and yes. i i personally am i'm not a fan of, of of spiritless um and that's probably a brand name so i don't want to say that of of, of alcohol-free liquors and alcohol-free beers i love just to have a super bubbly something with some spicy mm -hmm. ginger in it and maybe yes. a twist of lime because yeah. when i when i was in early recovery from from alcohol and drug use disorder I used to get frustrated when I went out to restaurants and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and maybe friends were ordering this and that. And, and uh, it was like Coker Sprite, mm -hmm. Coker Sprite. I'm like, damn, yeah. don't you, don't you got an IBC root beer or maybe a cream soda yeah. or something, man, make it interesting. Make it, yeah. make it fun. Yeah. I, I really like the ginger beers, although I've tried to stay away from them now because of my, 
um, my diet lifestyle choice, which is the kind of keto based. So I try to stay away from those sugars. Um, but I love the spiciness of a ginger beer and it really kind of has that like that little, it's almost like a burn, but not really, but it kind of reminds me of that little like burn. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's really kind of nice. Um, Yeah. I dig it. You have to be cautious though. Some, some ginger beers, uh, rarely ha- have alcohol in them and I, I ordered a ginger beer at a restaurant once and and uh, the server brought it out and it was a brand i wasn't aware of so i, I did fortunately have the wherewithal to twist the label and take a little peek and i was like nope yeah that's that's not the one for me bro <laughs> yeah we um we were doing a uh a recovery well no it wasn't a recovery party it was my friend's college graduation for our party from um ucsf and we uh so we all went through rehab together and then all of her family was there and so like it was our small rehab like community that went to go support her and stuff and and two of the other girls ordered um what did they order it was something that had alcohol in it but we didn't think it had alcohol in it but like one of them tried it and she was like yeah nope this is definitely going down the table yeah yeah yeah. to the normies yeah (laughs) I think it's developing a new relationship too. Like, you know, when you were talking about how you feel when you think about, you know, the trigger, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the parallel, uh, if I could speak, parallel pathways in our brains, if we create a new relationship, it doesn't even have to be anything, com- you know, that's comparable. It can be a frozen, like lemonade, you know, at, and it's a new relationship drinking this fancy drink while you're playing pool and watching football. And then now when you think about going and watching football and playing pool, you think of your frozen lemonade each time and it gets a little less scary. And it's, I think that that builds, you know, you have those triggers in a safe place instead of hitting you, you know, when you least expect them. And and I've seen that a lot, especially long-term recovery is people think, they're so strong and they're in it. No one's strong. Like, let's be real. There's, Mm -hmm. there's triggers for everyone all the time. People with 20 years, there's going to be a trigger and it's a matter of coping and learning ways around it. And I know personally I have bad coping skills and I've gotten a lot of better coping skills as the time goes on and I'm working on them. So, you know, I figure that's, that's another, another good coping skill to have. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, Donald, have you had any, uh, you've been, how, how long now have you been in recovery? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, did you ask me? Yes. Oh yes. Um, well I I've been in a sustained recovery pathway for 17 years. Wow. That's amazing, man. Congratulations, yeah. brother. Roll, rolling up on the big 18 uh, yeah. in October, but, um, you know, I, but I've, I've been attempting recovery since mm-hmm. 1986 though. Okay. So I, I had a good, you know, 20 years out there of, of trying and, and uh, mm-hmm. stumbling and trying and stumbling and, and, and by some definitions, you know, that, 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 that could be the length of, of my recovery pathway, but it, there were mm-hmm. long periods of, of um, surrendering to, to alcohol and drugs within mm-hmm. that. So I, I'm, I, I don't measure it that way. I measure it by kind of the, the last uh, chaotic relationship that I had with substances and that was uh, October two thousand four. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's amazing, man. Um, you know, I just 
you know, we, we all take it one day at a time. And, and, and if you do that, I mean, those days really do add up pretty quick. Um, you know, and one, so tell us when you have a trigger that comes up for you and, and you come across something that you're like, Oh, wow. I, I wasn't expecting that. What are some of the things that you do to try to help yourself process the trigger? Maybe try to understand the trigger a little bit. And, right. and then that way you can be better prepared for that situation. Should it arise again? I, I think the most triggering, uh, element for most people in recovery from a chaotic relationship with substances is stress, 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 and, and, and emotional highs and lows. And so I've learned to help manage those, you know, for, for years, um, I needed uh, several medications to help manage a mood disorder. So that's kind of a separate issue. I had a, um, manic and depressive mood disorder, bipolar disorder, that had to be managed. But even when that becomes manageable, one, one still has to cope with stresses and stuff like that. And the most helpful thing for me was other human beings at that point, calling up someone and saying, man, uh, my boss and, or I didn't get that um, loan or whatever. And, and connecting with another human being is the most helpful for me walking outside in the grass and just sticking my heels down in, into the, the damp grass and looking up at the sky and the infiniteness of that dome makes these little uh, stressful incidences seem, seem small in comparison. I've had some serious um, trauma in recovery. Um, I lost my beloved sister um, uh, to, to suicide a couple years ago. And that was, um, extremely difficult. But the first thing I did was I, I leaned on my wife, Jill. I, um, reached out to a couple of my friends in the professional space who specialize in, in listening to people who have experienced suicide in their life. And, um, and, and some of my people in recovery and, and then just, um, understood too that it's it's not it's not it's not going to go away but it's not going to last forever at this level of acuity this this it should be something that you you fold into oneself and learn to live with and um though those are the moments that are triggering for me yeah stress yeah absolutely walking in the woods talking to friends Right. And, and sometimes, you know, boosting the old dopamine and endorphin levels mm -hmm. with some food. Yeah. Yeah. And, dark chocolate. I that guess. rolls us, that rolls us into halt, right? Hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. And, you know, we always got to check in with ourselves. It's Girl we Scout know. cookie time. Let's, oh, can't talk about diets during Girl Scout oh, cookie man. time. Come on. Oh, I know. I saw them over at the grocery store and, um, and my, my friend asked me, he was like, Oh, do you want to go get some? And then now, now I've got my own, my own source for Girl Scout cookies. Oh, he's um, got his own plug. <laughs> got my own plug. Thank you very much. Um, and I lost her number purposely during the, during the season this year. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh, it's going to be too hard to stay away from the s'mores Girl Scout yeah. cookies. No, you you got to make sure to give them a tip. Because they only get like 30 cents a box or 10 cents a box, something yeah. ridiculous. So if you give them a tip, the troop keeps the whole thing. And then you don't feel guilty about the cookies you bought for yourself that they didn't get any money off of. So it's like, 
Yeah. You know, I buy a couple boxes and throw ten dollars because then the ten dollars goes one hundred percent to the troop. And I feel like I did something good, good, and it was so selfish. I know this this lady that does our Girl Scout cookies here during in our fellowship. Uh, she is running definitely a um, an underground operation here. I mean, she literally has an SUV full of cookies and like makes deliveries throughout Solano County, and um, she is uh, definitely the cookie pusher. Um, <laughs> and I'm I, I'm expecting next year. I'm actually like half expecting her to roll out an app so that we can make online orders and we can just like start the process, you know, a couple yeah. minutes early, so she can you know get it going, but. It's yeah. amazing what those skills when you use them for good can do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have my I have my blue cheese dressing pusher at Black Bear Diner, and now I have my Girl Scout um, cookie pusher. Um. <laughs> yeah, but now it's not as complicated. Now you don't have to like stick your Girl Scout cookies in like a magnetic box under your car or something. No, this is true. I mean, Although, I, if... I, mean I, I don't know. That's just I don't know where that came from. Yeah, no, no, no experience. experience with that, right? <laughs> I'm going to get you like a whole set of magnets and like just a metal box that will magically fit a Girl Scout cookie box. We can, we can mount it to the bottom of your utility truck at work. There you go. (laughs) See, I can't identify with this conversation at all. (laughs) It's triggering to me when I go to the doctor's office. So. Right. Yeah. We just have different experiences. So for any, anyone that may be watching this, I have never participated in any kind of illegal activity. Yeah, I never got caught either. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been, I didn't get caught for it, so it never right. happened. Yeah, right. I was never uh, caught, never, well, never convicted. Um, <laughs> I, ne- I promise not to lie when I got into recovery, so I'm not even going to talk up and say that stuff. But um, I, my problem was with um, prescription medications. Uh, not that there's, you know, like I'm sure there's other stuff that if I tried it, I would have had an issue with but that's that's what i'm saying everyone's experience is different and what triggers them is different indeed and to have something as as common as as a trip to the doctor's office to be that thing that's that's tough that's like people who are in recovery from from uh from uh, disordered eating or sex relationships. I mean, these are things we continue to want to have a manageable or have to have a manageable relationship with, like going to the doctor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel for you for sure on that one. Well, we don't like, have to go to the bar, you know, but we have to go to the doc. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's, it's a hard thing too, because, you know, I have, I shattered my elbow and, you know, I'm missing, I had an implant put in and then it, like I'm missing a part of it. So, you know, anyone that sees an x-ray, there's a lot of nerves in your, you know, in your arms and your hands and I can't, I still can't fully straighten or bend. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, I, I know I can manipulate them to give me the stuff. So it's almost like I have to have a pep talk, like if it's a bad day or I just avoid the doctor and, you know, like mm-hmm. that's a bad coping skill too. Let's avoid our problems. Cause that helps. Yeah. As a diabetic, I have to go to the doctor. So it's not a good coping skill to not go. You do. And managing pain is, is such a difficult uh, task. I don't envy that. I I have a I threw my back out this morning because I'm an old man. So I'm I'm propped up right here right now on some pillows. But there are people experiencing chronic pain that uh you know, have, have to manage that pain and, and, but are also in recovery and don't want to take uh, opioids and, and that stuff. 
Well, I got my um, gallbladder out um, without narcotics, and I think I healed a lot faster. Um, mm. And I, I feel like it took a long time, probably about a year, but I feel like I'm in a lot less pain now than when I was taking medication just because of the hypersensitivity and, you know, everything hurt every four hours and I don't have any of that stuff. So I think it's less pain actually now Oh, in some ways. Yeah, uh, you know, and and that that goes all into the uh, epidemic that you know you and Donald were talking about with the opiate um, epidemic, and and so many people are suffering from uh, the opioid crisis throughout the United, well, throughout the world. Uh, you know, we we can't just just say in the United States, but um, you know the the pharmaceutical uh, aspect of that, and yes, hashtag end overdose. I love that. Oh my gosh, I want one. Where did you get it? Our RCO. Um, it has the information for the RCO in the back. I'll send you one. You want one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra large, please. Okay. Awesome. Yay. Beautiful. That. Beautiful. Brett wants one too. He needs it. Brett, what size are you? XL. XL? What? I put down the spoon and I picked up the four, Comey. That's right, brother. We love that, man. <laughs> We've heard so many stories like that these cart, like people wearing them. Um, like walking down the beach, you know, and especially in some of the rittier areas where you don't expect to see someone wearing a shirt like that. It's open conversations that, you know, people that have children struggling that have had that lost children have been able to talk to somebody because they saw the shirt and they're like, they'll understand even like, cause you never know who you can go and talk to. And like, if there's, there's so much stigma. So sometimes you got to put a billboard out so that people know that you're You'll understand, or at least try. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it's it's so important to bring awareness to the uh, the opiate crisis and the overdose crisis, and uh, getting those. Um, I keep, uh, you know, the tools in my car, even. Uh, going through, especially going through like Vallejo and, and the areas that I work, I usually try to keep like Narcan in my, in my car so that if I do come across somebody that, you know, needs it, but also getting Narcan trained. If, if you guys uh, want to go out there, there's free Narcan training. Pretty much any county that you go to can give you Narcan training so that if you need it for a friend, if you need it for yourself, um, you know, any situation, it's good to keep that that on us just considering some of the people that we know and, and yeah. the company that we used to keep i wish that was 100 percent true it might be true in california but there's states that it's mm. they do not have the trainings available oh, okay. in those areas and that but there's people that will bring them to your area if you mm. don't have it in your area so you know reach out great yeah okay cool okay so uh check with your local area um ashley where would the best so if somebody wanted to get narcan training what would your recommendation or maybe donald what would your recommendation be for somebody if they wanted to learn how to use narcan well there, there's harm reduction coalition websites uh harm reduction.org for sure uh, probably limitless videos on youtube getting naloxone most county health departments you can get naloxone there uh 
and uh, reach out to your RCOs. Mm-hmm. Ashley, recovery community organizations have uh, embraced harm reduction principles in many cases and, and are uh, engaged in some outreach and training mm-hmm. there. Um, and, you know, you can order Narcan online just to have it. Honestly, a lack of training should never discourage you from right. just shoving it up someone's nose or in their arm anyway, even if you're afraid of it can't hurt anybody. It can't hurt you if I had some, I mean, I have, I have this old auto injector that I used to keep in my blazer when I traveled. Mm -hmm. It's expired, but that's okay. Uh, Data show can last up to 10 years after its expiration with still some potency. Uh, So folks shouldn't be afraid of it. Uh, Communities that are resisting uh, naloxone, broad naloxone distribution, that's just deeply rooted in bias. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it continues to fascinate me, even with the body count that we have now. It's the lowest yeah. hanging fruit. Make it rain naloxone in your community at the very yeah. least. And, oh. and are you guys familiar with how it works? I mean, what, what actually happens if somebody is in need of a treatment of this and we go and administer it to them? What is happening to them internally as far as like their, it's because it happens on a cellular level within your brain. Is that correct? Well, well, opioids are a central nervous system depressant, and it can stop your breathing. The great thing about naloxone, and it's been around, man, forever. I watched an old episode of Emergency. That was that EMS show from the 70s, and they were shooting a dude up with naloxone. And it simply purges the receptors upon which the opioids have been stuck, Mm -hmm. shoots them off, breathing is returned, it, wow. it is a temporary scenario, um, so you know it's good to be keep an eye on on this person. But right. that that's what it does. It's miraculous and cheap. It ought to be cheap. It's been around forever, um, so that's what happens. Yeah, shoot it on in there. Yeah, that's that's great, man. You know, just uh, medical technology has come so much further than even the seventies, and yet that is still the the best way to treat uh, a in a, a active uh, you know case in front of you and uh, you know the, the technology doesn't doesn't really change because your receptors in the brain don't change and the way that the opiates attach to those receptors yeah that hasn't changed very much so, right on. and Ashley you have your yours yeah. you want to show them what it looks like yeah Ashley talk to it I don't do Narcan training but she does I bet you yeah Ashley oh do you I do. Oh, okay. So are you going to walk us through an Narcan training right here live? I guess I can. Okay. Wonderful. Well, I can show you what it looks like, at least, and okay. let you know, like, what to expect and make it so it's not as scary. Okay. Okay. So it comes in a, well, this one, there's, there's a couple different types. This is a nasal spray. Or nasal. Okay. So a nasal spray, right? So mm-hmm. that, that means that we are sticking this up their nose and administering it that way. Correct. Okay. And so if you get a box like this, they actually have the instructions. Can you like hold right it inside. So if, a little bit. There you go. Perfect. If you're worried yeah. about it. Okay. Um, and it's it's kind of, um, here, I'll show you what it looks like so you have an idea. Um, I feel guilty opening this box. And I should everything for trans in the car. But, like, but so it looks like that and it has the amount already and it's already like pre-filled. Okay. So you just 
Have you ever used um, like allergy nose spray? I have, yes, yes. So it's going to be the same idea, you know, just that goes in. So it's it's really like, okay. and so you want to put them on their side after you give it, you put it in one nostril. Okay. Um, and you know, make sure it's clear. Um, you want to put them on their side after because they might wake up, you know, vomiting or you don't want okay. them to aspirate. Um, you gotcha. also, um, so there's so many technical things that I'm just going to be honest is if they're not responding in about a minute and a half, two minutes, three, you know, don't wait a long time to give a second dose and use the other nostril because some of the drugs out there right now, you know, well, most drugs, okay. All drugs on the street pretty much are laced with fentanyl and it takes mm -hmm. more to revive someone and the faster mm -hmm. you get it in the, the you get the better their their prognosis is um and you want to remember like everyone needs to breathe so you want to check breathing you want to clear airways mm -hmm. um you want to keep yourself safe but there's like absolutely nothing that can harm you about a nasal spray if you're giving it to someone mm -hmm. um you know so a lot of people worry well and if someone's having a heart attack and you suspect that it's you know an overdose, it's not going to make their heart attack worse. It's not going to, you know, if they're having something else, that's where a lot of the fear is too. So if you suspect that it's an overdose, you're better off giving them naloxone than not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No harm. And the thing to remember with the nasal spray though, is there's no reason to prime it as we often do with our allergy nasal spray. If you try to prime it, you, you shoot all the medicine out and it's gone. So so, so Ashley, does that one, because you said that you can administer a second dose, does that one include two doses for a double administration? It does. Each box comes with two in it. Okay. Um, and a lot of times when you do a training, um, they'll give you multiple boxes if you want when you do the training. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people, there's a stigma like about taking them. And I'm going to tell you, there's more people that I know that are not using drugs that will take it easier than people that are using drugs. So if you're worried about taking it because you think people will wonder if you're using, yeah, I, I've seen, you know, motorcycle clubs and, you know, like recovery motorcycle clubs. I've seen like, there's a lot more people that are not using that I know that have naloxone than people yeah. that are using. Yeah, and and it's, it's it's rising so rapidly for people that might need this, you know, to to have administered to them, and like Donald was saying, rather play it safe than not do it. And now we are in in much bigger trouble, and now we're having to go into things that, that hopefully we understand, like um, CPR, uh, life saving uh, type of uh, resuscitation, and, and things like that. So, you know, if, if you want to carry it on in your vehicle, um, you know, I, I would highly recommend it. And you know what? If it expires, that's great. Let it expire because that means that you haven't had to use it on somebody. And, and you know, to me that seems like a win. <laughs> and you might at the gas station. There's been so many people here that have overdosed at gas stations and the gas station attendants have actually started asking that like for some to keep there because you know so it doesn't 
you know, just having it on you doesn't mean that you necessarily need it for you. Yeah. You need it, you know, the same reason like you learn CPR. You're not going to do it on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a um I had a client who was an opiate user and um they came into treatment and they worked in uh a security field and they said that they always kept the uh the naltroxone on them and they would go to work like high super high on opiates and it was really um it was really shocking to them when we did motivational interviewing and they kind of came to this whole revolution and this whole look at the idea that you know you carry this on you but if you needed it do you think your buddies that were working security with you with you would have known to administer this that could have possibly saved your life or would they have thought well he wouldn't be doing drugs because he's an armed security guard and you know so you know it's always good to carry on you and I've told the two stories that like have hit me pretty hard is that there was, there's a gentleman that, you know, comes and gets naloxone and him and his wife have been together for a really long time. She's given a couple of different prescriptions from her doctor and mm-hmm. she's old, older in age and she forgets if she's taken her medication and she forgets like, you know, her, her anxiety medication and her pain medication. There's certain medications that stop breathing that make you stop breathing when you take them together. So when you don't remember your medication, he's had to use it several times on his wife because she's forgotten her medication. And it's, and then there was another one there. Um, a, a lady didn't want to take it and somebody, you know, convinced her just, just take it. You know, she knew her, her son was using, but she didn't think he'd ever take anything that would cause an overdose. And, um, she ended up using the Narcan on her son. And it was a couple weeks later, um, she had a heart attack and he, perform CPR on her. So by saving, you know, she saved her son's life and then he saved hers. So you never know how it's going to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys are looking for more information, uh, you know, you can check out your local organizations and they will be able to get you more information about uh, how to use uh, Narcan, how to administer it, the different types of administration uh, you can use on those. So uh, please check in with professionals so that you can get the best possible training on those. And Brett, we would, uh, we're would we looking at um, doing our giveaway pretty soon. Do you want to uh, post up our uh, our apparel uh, giveaway again and so we can get uh, more people um, throwing down the hashtags there, doing it yeah, sober yeah, hashtag? Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, we're going to yeah. be giving away that Donald, fancy have you t-shirt. have you thrown in your doing it sober hashtag on the stream yet? Because you are you are more than welcome to jump in on this, bud. Yeah. So all you have to do is comment "doing it sober" hashtag "doing it sober" in the comments, and you will automatically be entered in the drawing that we'll be doing here shortly. And um, there's the picture of the shirt right there on the screen. It says recovery revolution at the top and it is brought to you by doing it sober.com that's awesome man i'm, I'm doing mine right now actually <laughs> i guess i should this. do it too yeah I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but i feel like if i win it, doing it sober. Be like, oh he cheated he cheated I, I would i would give it away I'll, I'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and enter but you guys are going to be mad if i win it you guys are going to think it's rigged 
to its I, already, I already think it's right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be mad, Brett. I'll be excited. I'll be happy for you. I'm doing it sober. Oh, show. Oh, you missed the G there, Ashley. You didn't get entered. I miss uh, I miss type mine to us at doing in sober. <laughs> Wait, doing what? It sober. Ashley's a little gangster there. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to polish up my act, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, Ashley. One day at a time. One day. At a time. Hey, I'm not perfect. <laughs> That's right. No, none of us are. Perfection is left to things that are above us. Um. <laughs> so, Donald, how are you doing, man? How are you enjoying being on the show, brother? This is a nice conversation with some splendid people. Oh, well, we appreciate so you. I'm having a good old time. Thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you being here. Yeah, you got a great uh, got a great show of just laid back, chill conversations uh, with wonderful yeah. people. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yours. I know that you had Honesty on this week, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Honesty Liller. She was the latest episode. Uh, she just published her memoir called uh, Scattered Pink, Diary of a Woman in Recovery. Um, 20 minutes. I tried to keep it down to 20 minutes. Um, my wife has encouraged me um, you know, to, to keep it interesting. I would love to have longer conversations with folks, but uh, there you have it. It's called No Thanks But Yes, uh, Chill Conversations with Splendid People. Um, it is open to anyone who has overcome a chaotic relationship with substances. Uh, some people self-identify as in recovery, some don't, uh, but, but they all, what they all have in common, that there was a time when they were experiencing a severe substance use disorder with a specific substances or multiple substances. And we just talk about, a lot of times it's people I know, so how we met. And um, what they're passionate about, what they do for kicks, what their favorite music is. Uh, and um, I don't know. It's It's been great. I've had some really uh, cool people on it, like Honesty. And uh, if you watch Netflix's um, uh, reality show, uh, Blown Away, uh, Alexander Rosenberg is is an excellent performer on there, and he came out nice. on the nice. Christmas episode. He, I, he was, I messaged him. I tried to get him on my podcast. Oh, hey man, you know he's 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 up for telling his story more now. You know, sometimes folks get new to the space of telling their story. Mm -hmm. The first season of Blown Away, he was just six months into recovery, and he talks about that on the show. But then, you know, some four years later, he's on this Christmas uh, special and uh, it's, it's fundraiser. So he says, yeah, I'm doing a fundraiser for um, uh, for uh, Savage Sisters in Philadelphia. Mm, it's a recovery nice. house and because I'm in recovery. And so I jumped on Insta and messaged the brother right away. I said, come on, come on. And uh, Maya Solovitz, an author of the seminal work Unbroken Brain and, Undo and uh, Undoing Drugs, Brian Cuban, Mark Cuban's brother, he's, he's an attorney and an author himself. He just put out his uh, put out a work of fiction. He's known for his memoir, but he, he, he tried his hand at, um, at, at writing fiction. So that's out now. Uh, Ambulance Chaser, it's called. Um, so I don't know. There's it's 19 episodes, diverse faces, diverse voices, multiple pathways, several harm reductionists are on the show. Um, 
Yeah. I'm having fun. It's a hobby. It's unaffiliated with any organization. It's non-monetized. I just really was feeling this creative bug that I wanted to get out. And I, as a coming up through nonprofit world, I've kind of learned lots of little skills and worn many hats and mm-hmm. I'm a hack, but yeah. you know, I, I play around with graphic design and with editing and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's fun. It's a yeah, whole man. bunch of fun. And and I get to use it for work too, because occasionally I'll talk to someone whose work or or knowledge is highly relevant to maybe some of the rural community work I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll say, hey, check out <laughs> it's self it's a little self-promotion, but I'll say, hey, check out this episode. This person says it better than I do about whether it's about harm reduction or opioid agonist therapies or um, recovery supportive housing had the uh, several recovery supportive housing activists on there, uh, Sasha Alexandra Ramos and, um, and, uh, and I'm drawing a blank showing my age, but anyway, that's it. I can go so, on. Is on. it freeing to not have to, you know, that it's not affiliated that you're not having to wear the hats. Cause I know like I'm, yes. I, I have to decide like which Ashley I'm at like certain things because of, you know, I'm, you know, an officer on two different nonprofits. And it's like, am I going to be this officer or this officer? And even I'm the same person when I go everywhere, my views are still the same. The things I say are the same, but it's Mm -hmm. one, they don't pay as much attention to what I'm saying in certain places. And the other one, they pay a lot more attention to what I'm saying. And it's like so frustrating because I'm like in recovery and just be able to be myself. And here I am still trying to fit in this. Like, Yeah, I dig it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is liberating because this is purely mine on my time. And uh, we can talk about anything we want. And I've had my collar pulled many times in the past, being a person, a nonprofit, taking state monies, federal monies, mm-hmm. municipal monies. And everybody wants to uh, maybe, you know, uh, mitigate your advocacy a little bit. You know, it's, it, don't don't say anything too too bad but i threw the link in in the uh in the chat uh, it's it's uh it's from when i was a musician so the the it's b flat minority and i can't oh, get it changed uh, to no thanks but yes yeah b flat minor you know it's just a great jazz uh, thing to play in yeah. and uh every time i join a band i'm like the only horn player so nice. i don't know many many years ago it made sense yeah. to b flat minority you have, to, you have to check out a band called the uh, the Time Bandits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look look them up. They're they're really awesome. Definitely. Yeah. And and are you you're familiar with uh, Marilyn Ferguson? Oh, you you cycled out for a second. Okay. Familiar with what? Are you familiar with a song called Coconut Champagne? I have heard Coconut Champagne. Yeah, that's classic. Yeah. Yeah, Man, that's that's a that's a great jam, brother. No doubt, no doubt. That is a great jam, and also uh, um, Birdland. Oh, that's another. Oh. I love Birdland. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, now we're For sure. Maynard that. Ferguson. Uh, yeah. Most players idolize that the screamer. I kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. But then I got into uh, uh, my man uh, Louis Armstrong after watching oh. Ken Burns jazz and yes. realizing that the dude was sent here from another planet to save. That's us. right. That's right. He is the father of us all, Louis yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, man. I can dig it. That's awesome. Yeah. 
So Brett, Brett and Ashley are like uh, the players. <laughs> I gave up TV. I don't have time. Right. It's okay. Just a great classic jazz. All right. So Donald, are you are you a jazz listener on vinyl or are you a digital jazz listener? I used to be a vinyl guy for okay. sure. I have a collection okay. of vinyl, but I'm I am exclusively digital now in okay. all of my listenings. I've got Alexas in every one of my rooms in the house. Right. And I'll say, Alexa, play Freddie Hubbard everywhere. And every room in the house will start. Nice. And now every time I say Alexa, your listeners, uh, Alexas are popping off. Yeah, yeah. I was I'm waiting sorry. for yours to pop off there. Well, that's why I, I rename I rename mine computer. Oh, really? You can do computer. that? Yeah, you can rename it. Oh, and that's my thought before when I said the TV. I sometimes just say part of a thought is I don't watch TV, so I don't know newer music or like older, like to keep up. So I just like listen to the same things I listened to 20 years ago. That's why the halftime show at the Super Bowl was mm. kind of fun. We, oh, we but, all do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm a Star Trek geek, so I had to name mine computer. Nice, nice, nice. That just brought a whole plethora of ideas on what I can name my, my parents' Alexa. <laughs> Oh, good times. They love Alexa, man. They, they, they're, they're like, they're relatively computer savvy, but like, they definitely have latched on on how to use Alexa. So, have them do their grocery shopping through Alexa. They can yeah. ask Alexa to tell them the jokes. Things. Yeah, order oh, yeah. things. Yeah, it's crazy. She'll fart too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, will she? My grandson. He's he's like eight years old, and and he comes over every time he runs over to the corn corner. He's like, Alexa, fart for me. And she will. She's like, what kind do you want? And they have all these different names for it. Oh, Wet really? Squeaky one, whatever. And she says, you know, I can fart 100 times. Would you like me to fart 100 times? And every time he says yes, it drives us crazy. But we let him. We let nice. Him. That's yeah. awesome. That, that is going to be a memory that he will cherish for a lifetime. She heard her name. Did you hear her start talking? Yeah. And, uh, Ashley, can you ask your Alexa to fart for us? No. No. Oh. Alexa, fart. I have headphones in. I have oh, to say the oh, say it. Is, That's is. why it freaked me out. I was right. like, <laughs> but I said it and I didn't notice. Brett, I think we need to get Alexas in our house. Alexa, yeah, fart. I have one, but it's not plugged in. No, she's not listening. I have a temperamental Alexa. Sometimes she listens and sometimes she doesn't. Mine wasn't listening to me just now. Yeah. Computer. There she is. Yeah. Fart. Hmm. I don't know that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ask her to right. tell you a dirty joke and then a clean joke. Mm. Oh, is, it right. about, is it about soap? <laughs> yeah, taking a bath. Nice. That's awesome. Thank God. That's awesome. All right. Well, Donald, it's been really cool having you on the show, brother. Um, we are That's so grateful time. that you took the time to come on, man. I, I love the fact that you're a horn player. That just warms my soul. And um, we'll, uh, I'll be sure to get your information from Brett. And uh, we can talk offline, and I'll get you the information for the Mendocino Jazz or Music Festival, excuse me, the Mendocino Music Festival. Yes. And uh, I will ask my my horn, my uh, my old trombone teacher from high school, who is a principal uh, horn player for them. And uh, I'll see maybe if I can get get some more information for you on that. Yeah. So Brett, you wanna you wanna run our uh, our giveaway now, bud? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. I'll go ahead and throw the uh, that the picture back up there so we can all look at what yeah. it is that we're giving away. 
Winner of the shirt is Josh Young. Josh, my man. Congratulations, Congratulations to Josh Young. Brother. Josh, my brother's you, name is Josh. Are you still uh, on, on the show, Josh? I don't see Josh. Yeah. Are you Josh, if you're still on the show, uh, type in the chat and let us know, and then we'll get we'll get a hold of you. Either way, Josh, you still won, so you're good. Right. Do you have? I think that you should upload the Jeopardy music when we're waiting. Uh, for I think them that's. Uh, I think that has a copyright on it, sir. Oh, Jan oh, has got share, a good point. Sorry. Hey, can you share with us your new um, uploads? Which one? Which one? I have all so many, dude. We don't have enough time for all of my uh, fancy just, sound effects. And maybe, maybe the uh, the chilies. Oh, that's a good one. Sauce. Yeah. Hey, Brett, your wife said no kazoo. Oh. She's shocked. Oh, what? Oh. Ask and he shall receive. Chrissy, thank you so much. I almost forgot about that. You should always give your wife what she asks. That's good policy. You got yes. you, you to you gotta pull out the electric kazoo. I don't care what anybody that's, says. That's you right. You got to do Donald, it. Donald, that's going to be your next uh, adventure is on the electric kazoo. Ooh. Yeah, brother. I think yeah. I can do that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a staple. So. It's a staple of the live show. The electric <laughs> kazoo. Look at that. I, I played flute in middle school, but I quit because I wasn't good. <laughs> so, oh. I like things I, I I'm good at. Come on. Like three months, and then I quit too. Then I went over to trombone. <laughs> I don't play any instruments except the kazoo. Yeah. Oh man. I actually oh. went to the bassoon after the flute because there were so many good flute players and like yeah. there was no one playing bassoon. So they liked me because I was playing bassoon. And I wasn't good at it still, but I felt like it was good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So we have uh, Josh. How are we going to get a hold of Josh, guys? Usually JR takes care of that. Okay. So JR, you're on it. Track it down. Josh, use your uh, your connections at the VA. Um, and just scroll to the out. top of the comments where he commented to enter. Or you can email any of us at our first name. At yeah. Somebody else has to say because I'll mess it up. Recovery-revolution.org. There you go. Yes. Yes. Even if there's some, you know, a topic you want someone to be on the show for, let us know. We yeah. want to have people that help you. So let us know Absolutely. what helps and what you like and what you don't. Absolutely. Ashley, that's a good idea. Maybe we should put a little, um, like a little survey up on uh, Facebook or something, and we can have people, uh, you know, maybe do a survey where we could all get together and figure out some questions. We are reading the chat, Jenna. Yes, Jenna. Google Forms are your friend. They they like give you all the information, and you don't have to do the work. So, you know, as somebody that manages several things, I'm a fan of things that you don't have to do a lot of work in a lot of meetings because yeah. there's just a lot of meetings already. Yes. Not, not that I don't like to meet with you, but. I... <laughs> it's okay. I've got your number. I can just call you. There you go. I would much rather have a phone call than a meeting. Okay. You do enough meetings throughout the week, I'm sure. I know. And people are like, when 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 do you have time that I can and I'm like, can you just pick up the phone like and just if I don't answer, I'll call you back because when we have it planned, yeah. then it's trying to find the block of time and then 
when there's there's not enough blocks right then and right now if you've had enough time to send an email asking when's a good time that we can have a meeting why not take that time to just call somebody and another they feel they're being polite so i don't get upset but it's like yeah it's it's hard you know like especially when it's like volunteer stuff because it's you know you got your solid work day and then it's like everyone wants to meet during the day and yes just call me absolutely send me a text is way better (laughs) i'm not really as much of a phone person but I'll talk if if you call. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, Brett, you wanna uh, you wanna do our closing announcements and and we can. Uh, we can sure, man. I would love to do the it. closing announcements. Right. So, like we uh, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we are doing a design t-shirt design contest for Broken Chains Apparel. So, if you are interested in entering a design, the link for that is going to be pinned at the top of the Facebook page. Or if you're not going to enter, you can still use that link and vote on designs that have been submitted for that contest. The winner will receive a free shirt with their design on it, a $25 Amazon gift card, and they will be listed as the artist in the description as well as have a link to their website or social media profile where they can, uh, where you can find more of their designs. Don't forget to check out Donald McDonald's show. No thanks, but yes. There's his little link tree link down there in the bottom that goes to all of his social media stuff. The links for that will also be in the podcast version and the YouTube. I can't even talk. The YouTube description after the show is over. If you guys would like to send us a audio message, you can go to speaktous.rrl and record a, a uh, audio message for us, and we can play that on the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get notifications when we go live. And if you guys want to email any of us here at the show, just put our first name, so either Carl or Ashley or Brett at recovery-revolution.org. Or you can go to the website recovery-revolution.org slash live. That has all of the previous videos as well as the upcoming video. You can find all of our contact information, sign up for the birthday club, all kinds of cool stuff over there. So be sure to check out that website. Um, Am I missing any other announcements? No, I think that's it. Uh, we have our guests lined up for next week. Uh, that's we been do. taken care of. And... Last minute switcheroo. Yeah, last Jana, minute switcheroo. I, I just saw your messages. I'm sorry. I don't have my glasses on. And when I look to the other screen that's bigger, I look crazy because I'm not looking at the camera. So, like, it was totally a vain thing and not me not listening to you. So, I'm sorry. We you... hear you, Jana. <laughs> it's yeah. it's we, me, not you. We I, I know Jana really well. We were roommates there for a little while. So, Jenna, she was feeling some kind of way. (laughs) Yeah. Jenna, we love you. And we appreciate you. Heck yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, JR. Oh, yeah. We also have the the birthday video. I forgot all about the birthday video. Gotcha. All right. I think we do that on every episode there, homie. Sure thing, buddy. So we got the uh, January birthday. (laughs) If you want to be on the February birthday check out the link on the website or on the Facebook page. So I'm going to go ahead and run that real quick.
That's right. You had one job. <laughs> that was for JR. That's his catchphrase. One job. <laughs> Noise. I love uh, that's that's a good groove on that song. That's that's a very just kind of it's on it's on the back of the beat, man. Yeah, very chill. Got a good little islandy feel to it. JR says they're still taking birthdays for recovery. Yeah. So if you guys want to get your name in the birthday and the recovery uh recovery uh today, today magazine. Yes. Put your name down. Jr. will get you into the uh, to the right people over there, and uh, Jr. Yeah. is the people. Jr. is the people. <laughs> I didn't know every, that he had been promoted to the people. Every time you guys keep saying January birthdays, I keep looking back and you know accepting February. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what? You're throwing me off because it's like almost March, and yeah. I mean I'm late for everything, but I'm not a month late. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this is where we get these reputations. JR, we need you to do a little bit better. Uh, one job. <laughs> one, JR, one job. you had you had two jobs. <laughs> Can we celebrate March? Like, uh, or... No fronts, though. No fronts. Yeah, no fronts. We can't do any fronts. But we can start taking names, right? Because we won't post them until March. That's fair. You guys have your rules. I don't follow those rules. I have my own rules. I'll celebrate any day. Anyone right, day you Ashley. want to celebrate, let's celebrate. Ashley, you can celebrate my birthday any day if you want. I'll give you my mailing address. Oh, yeah. You want <laughs> gifts now? Like, like company's not good enough for a celebration? Oh, you want to come to California? Because I thought you were banning California from your travel plans. <laughs> Three words California for you. California's actually pretty. Yo. Battle of the beaches. Go <laughs> somewhere cold um, like Alaska. Yeah. So I, I have exciting news. I have a belly button birthday coming up this weekend. Nice. Yeah. On the Sunday, the 27th, nice. February 27th nice. was the day of my birth. Yeah. Are we allowed to ask how old are is? That... Yes. I'm going to okay. be 43. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happy early proud... birthday. Because I celebrate early. Yeah, that's right. You can celebrate my belly button birthday early. I'll take a front on that. Might as well get get the inevitable out of the way, <laughs> which is one day older, but that's okay. And well, I'll tell you what, though, I feel I don't even feel like I'm forty three. I feel like I'm thirty five still. So, you know, that's because I don't do drugs anymore. <laughs> don't do drugs. I've had dark circles under my eyes since I was in high school. Yeah. It's just like the sinuses thing, you know, like. And the days I get good sleep, I have more circles under my eyes than the, when I don't get good sleep. So it like makes no sense. Yeah, you're an enigma. <laughs> an enigma. <laughs> yeah, that the you know, it's that puffiness. Like I look so tired all the time. Um, cucumbers. Hey, um, and Donald, uh, we have, um, David wants to connect with you because he's also in North Carolina. Oh, okay. And North Carolina isn't that big, right, man? I mean, how long if you were to go from the from the top of the state down to the bottom of the state? Well, how that long would, would that drive be? That, that that would be just a couple hours. It's the length of our. It's the length. It's, it's really it's the impactful thing. The state. The state was the state. Yeah, from Murphy okay. to Manio, man. It's a you know ten hour drive probably. Oh, okay. That's like going. That's like from here to L.A. almost. In California, 
Yeah. Well, with traffic, though, probably it's an overnight stay halfway down, probably halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. It took it took <laughs> all of my willpower not to play the that's what she said. Um little sample right there. Yeah, I, I served up on a platter. Oh man. Brett, just do it, brother. <laughs> that's what she said. I made that joke the I other have. day somewhere and nobody got it. And I was like, Oh no, your audience. <laughs> you ever had that? Like you know, they just don't the heat yeah, sorry. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. It was just funny because it happened and everyone just looked at me and I was like You've never heard that all, before. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, Brett, when are you going to give me a flag for my um for my uh, boom arm here, man? Um, whenever you pay for it. Well, if I send you the money, will you order it for me? Why don't you just order it? Because I don't know how to do it. It's really easy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you this weekend for technical support when I order my flag. I work. I don't want to say her name, but she'll do it for you if you just teach her how. Who? I can't say the name or she'll start talking to me. Maybe. Oh, I know. You know who on the you know what we can't talk about. Right. Where you can order your groceries. and. Yeah. That one. That one. You can order. The computer. There you go. Yeah. Your computer will order it for you. I like that. Yeah. If you don't know how to do something, just either ask Google or ask your device and they'll teach you. <laughs> ask your device. Coping skills. <laughs> Gotta ask, figure it out. Ask, ask the one that. Oh, what's up, Michael? Oh, Michael. New studio complete March 10th. Michael, we would love to have us on your show. <laughs> we would love to have us. <laughs> I sent him the link to sign up, too, to be on here. Michael, yeah, you you were sent the link for our show too, brother. We'll have to do a little. Uh, uh, it's a lot of messages. Whopperoos. I'm sure he does. Yeah, I yeah. Michael and I actually met. I was trying to think. It was probably like eight years ago, so I'm sure he doesn't remember me. But we've met once, like in person. Uh huh. Yeah, he's in. He's here in the Dallas area. Oh, Michael in the Dallas area. He's a local celebrity. Wow. Michael, are you a local celebrity in the Dallas, Texas area? Michael from awesome. Dallas. Michael from Dallas. Not the TV show. Any from the block. <laughs> oh, M2 The Rock. What does M2 The Rock mean? Because that's because he's Michael Moulton, so it's M squared. Oh, oh, M squared. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And, and The Rock? Yeah, and The Rock? Um, that I'm not sure of. You probably have to ask him. Wait. He's in the comments. Michael, comment and tell us what your screen name means. What's up with The Rock? That's, yeah. that's the name of his, his show. He does a Facebook Live show as well. Oh, The Rock. Recovery. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I read a book called Drop, Drop The Rock. Have you guys read that? Yeah. Step six. Yeah, man. That is, I I have my guys read it at, at our, our center. Oh, such a powerful book, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the drop the rock. Yeah, you don't need it anymore. You don't. You don't. It's hard to swim. It makes it hard to swim. It does. Yeah. <laughs> don't smoke it. Yeah, it's not the rock they're talking about, Donald. Okay. <laughs> 
Donald, you should uh, we should uh, <laughs> we should we should uh, get get Brett and I to come onto your uh, onto your podcast there. That's now he's good. inviting himself on all the shows. I know. Man, you, that's the way you got to do it, brother. No, Sometimes, I let you know? people I let people approach me. I don't. Okay, don't Donald, ask. I would love to be on your show. I'm just <laughs> you, you can text me later. Okay, I will. I will. No, so schedule call my people. <laughs> yeah. Schedule an appointment to meet with him. Yeah, I'll, your people can call my people, and Brett is my people. So just Brett must be oh, pursued. Brett. Yes, yes, Brett must be pursued. That is his persona speaking to him. Uh, I was yes. just, I was just raised. My my mom always told me, "Don't yeah. ever invite yourself over to somebody's house." Yeah, like that was yeah. what I was told as a kid. And don't drop oh. by too. Yeah. In California, we do things differently around here. Oh uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we got you know like it's ingrained in the head, you know. Yeah, Brett. Brett is Brett must be persuaded. Speaking of of forcing people on your show, remember Mobilize Recovery? Afterwards, we watched um, uh, Tipping the Pain Scale, and 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 John Schinholzer jumped up on the mic and said. All right, everybody, raise your hand if you want to be on uh, McShin's podcast. <laughs> he, he put them all. He put he put the whole cast of this show on on yeah. on. on uh, That's hysterical. Yeah, it was funny. It was hilarious watching great. Greg Williams go. Uh-huh. But they all went on the show. They have a great show. Uh, yeah. They do get in the herd. Or is it called the herd? Get in the herd. Yeah. yeah. You heard. I hurt yeah. my back this morning. So every now and then I make a face that might be kind of scary. It means I moved <laughs> the wrong way or I laughed oh, too hard. Sucks. Nice, nice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm going to look at the playback and occasionally I'll make this horrifying face. Oh, that happens to me at all all the meetings. It's always the worst like face or like my eyes will be big because I'm trying to look at something. And it's, it's always the worst. And so I don't ever like, a lot of times I don't watch the show back. That's why. Yeah. Or we all do this, ah, and Ashley doesn't. Yeah, they get on the same page, and I'm like <laughs> out in left field. Ashley's like, wait, what are we doing? We're doing that again? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, like, my mental capacity by 8 o'clock is like, right. I mean. The... So what's with the drunken worm, speaking of meanings behind names? Sure. Oh. So, yeah, so the drunken worm is um, the worm at the bottom of a tequila bottle. And I was trying to come up with a name for the podcast, and it, I just couldn't find anything that really kind of, like, stood out from all the other ones. I didn't have want to have a podcast with recovery in it, or I didn't want to, yeah. you know, something like that. So I was like, man. And, and I was thinking about it, and I was watching the soccer game, and this tequila t- commercial came off for the soccer game, and they were talking about the worm in the bottom. I was like, oh, the worm. How could you do like the worm? And then I was like, wait, the worm is at the bottom of the bottle. So that worm must be drunk. So what if we called it the drunken worm? And so I looked up the drunken worm. And there's a bar in Tennessee called the drunken worm. And uh, so I didn't do that. But I was like, well, let me see if I can find a podcast called the drunken worm. And there was a bunch of podcasts. Well, not a bunch, but there's other podcasts like the drunken people or the drunken dudes. But none of them were the drunken worm. I was like, oh, the riches are in the niches. Got you it. guys can help me since you guys are, you know, in the know with podcasts is, you know, because of my affiliation, mental health and stuff. Um, someone in my class, I'm in school for my MBA and um, they wanted to 
listened to a, a podcast that had to do with um, mental health, mm-hmm. preferably with a doctor. No idea. Me yes. neither. Everyone um, I know is normal people. And, I mean, there's yeah. some doctors, but the doctors that I know are doctors. Like they're they're not doing podcasts because. What's the name of his show? Hold on, I've, I know I know one guy. See, I, I knew know. somebody could help me. What's I like a couple doctors. And then somebody in the chat can help me. Somebody's gonna help me. I have faith. Because if they want to listen to something to to learn about mental health from a doctor, I need to find what they need. Oh, what is the guy's name? What's the name of his show? I'm trying to find him on Todd. No, his name is Ellie. He's from New York. Um, what is the name? Of his you, you have show? my number. I do you can you can send me a text. Or if anyone would like to email Ashley, you can email Ashley at recovery-revolution.org. Yes. Yeah. So some MBA students, you'd help them out with the podcast so they'd learn about mental health. And you'd be doing a public service. His name is Ellie Weinstein, and his podcast is called The Dude Therapist. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Well, and I asked, do you need someone with a PhD or does it an MD? And, you know, like, you know, my doctor's office thing. And so I'm like, you're, you're asking me to refer you to doctors. Like, this is, this is something I, yeah. So. All right, Brett. Well, hey, um, guys, I actually have to run because I have a, uh, another interview that I'm doing for my podcast. Oh, Who, whose podcast um, did you ask to be on? Uh, nobody's i'm doing it for mine i have the sober raver coming on to my show oh, and Chelsea. so uh, this was the only time that she was available and it's 10 o'clock her time so i don't really want to make her wait although she just said that she couldn't find the link so i'm sending it to her right now um but yeah so donald it's been a pleasure meeting you man Honor. Uh, i got your text we will definitely be in contact and uh, i'll get you uh the information that you are looking for about the uh, Mendocino Music Festival out here in California. It happens that in the summertime, and it's awesome. amazing. I'm so. working with Mendonoma Health Alliance out there. Oh, wonderful. So I'd love okay. to come by sometime. Yeah, that's great, man. And uh, maybe we could uh, do a little work together with them, uh, and we can talk about that. I also work in the recovery industry uh, field here, wow. clinical supervisor. So uh, why don't we touch bases on a professional level and see what, we can, see what we can do, uh, you know, and work together. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. All right, brother. Awesome. Okay, guys. Well, I'm going to jump out of here. It's been a pleasure seeing all of you, and I will see you guys next week. These guys will probably remain on the show for a few more minutes longer, but uh, I will be signing off. And remember, you ain't got to live like that no more. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. I had to. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think we already did all the closing announcements and all that fun stuff. Ashley, you got anything else for us? I just want to thank Donald for being here. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for asking me, Ashley. That was brilliant. It made my day. Well, awesome. It's it's a wonderful thing I've found in recovery. If you ask, people like show up for you, and then but when they show up, you have to sh- you show up back because that's. So you end up showing up a lot, but it's good. It's good stuff. Sure. So thank you for coming and thank you for showing up. You betcha. Anytime.
we're connected now. That's right. Opposite of addiction is connection. There you go. That's right. All right. Well, I'm going to go lay on my back and eat pie. I did a gig in Kentucky. Sometimes I get paid with pie. I keynoted a little conference in Kentucky. They sent me two pies. Nice. That's nice. They must have appreciated that. Instead of just one, you got two. It was just under the wire, too, because I'm starting a diet tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm going to have to smash them tonight. You got to eat both of them tonight. Yeah, see, I do that when I start a diet, too, is I eat a lot before the diet and then a lot after. So it just doesn't work out. The trick is just to not start the diet. Uh (laughs) Aha! Just moderation. Like, just... No, no, I don't do moderation. What is moderation? That's why I'm in this whole mess. Well, I don't know. I'm weird. Like, especially when it comes to chocolate, like, or sweets if i have them i don't crave them like if they're here and i know that i can have them i'm all right but it's when i tell myself i can't have them that i like need them so interesting yeah so you can have all the sweets you want some yeah. Jedi, Jedi. yeah just don't tell me i can't do something because then it's it's on brett you can eat all the pizza you want yeah yeah no <laughs> pizza jared had pizza the other night all right brett you wanna you gotta say your your line let's let's do it thank you to everyone that joined us tonight on the live stream and to everyone that is listening to the show after we go off the air whether that be on youtube or facebook or the podcast feed we appreciate your support thank you guys for listening uh and remember guys it is all about progress and not perfection have a good night